The Rough Drafts Podcast is sponsored by Unicorn.com, the world's premier esports betting site. Bet on your favorite games like CSGO, Dota 2, and League of Legends and earn Unicorns through successful bets or use Unicorn's exclusive Connect program where you can earn Unicorns just by playing some of your favorite games. Use your earnings to enter Unicorn's raffles for exciting prizes like Logitech peripherals or CSGO skins. So join Chase and Walter and prove who really is the esports gambling expert. Unicorn.com. Log on today. Hello, Internet! This is Chase Redshirt King Wassenaar, and welcome to a special edition of the Rough Drafts Podcast. This is going to be what we're tentatively calling a, a mini-sode, if you will. This is just a, a, you know, when Walter and I have a discussion on something that isn't a, a full podcast or isn't necessarily something that we want to take away time from the Guest Alliance podcast to talk about, we're going to do fun little mini-things like this. I think it's going to be uh, exciting, especially today's mini-sode, because we're talking about LCS trades. Yes, the trade deadline is a thing that A, totally exists, it's March 7th, and B, is something that is almost never relevant because League of Legends trades don't happen. Uh, there are a lot of reasons for this uh, that we'll kind of go into, but, uh, you know, now that ESPN did an article about it, you know, we read that and we thought, you know, the, the bar was set low enough that really anything we do here... <laughs> is going to feel good by comparison. And that is the perfect, you know, as an esports Bill Simmons, that's exactly the situation that I want to jump into. And I am joined as we jump into this pool with my good friend, Walter Cades Fitchuk. Walter, how you doing, man? We're, we're like a middle school pole, Walter. Just be like, no, nah, lower, lower, <laughs> lower, no, lower, lower, lower. Uh, yeah, man, um, ESPN is, is actually... A majority of time, a, a bastion for news journalism. I feel like yeah. they they normally do pretty good, but sometimes they just um, man, their free their their percentage on some of these types of articles is lower than DeAndre Jordan's free throw percentage. So yeah, it's uh, it's hard to bat a thousand. I we're aware of that God knows we've had podcasts that we like uh, less than some other ones, but. This yeah. is, uh, you know, the table has been set for us, and so we're going to try to come up with trades that would actually happen, or at the very least would be very interesting if they did happen. You know, there are obviously factors to take into account. Uh, first of all, we don't know player salaries, so some of these deals might not make sense if we knew how much they would actually get paid. You know, assume here that any cash differences would be part of the trade, because that's just kind of what we have to do since we don't have exact values on these things. Uh, obviously, things like contract length, it's kind of hard to see whether it's good or bad to have players. We don't have enough kind of uh, sample size to say for sure whether that's a positive or negative, so that's less taken into account. And of course, the lack of benches means that it's very hard to do trades uh, involving players from different positions. There aren't players that are necessarily able to step up right away to fill those roles. And there isn't this pool of free agents that you can easily go to the next man up because of the way the challenger system is and just 
you know, the West doesn't necessarily have the depth of talent that maybe a region like Korea would in their solo queue. So these are all the factors that we're keeping in mind as we make our trades. Walter, is there anything that you particularly looked for when you were trying to decide what trades to bring to the table today? Yes, uh, I just need to preface this. Every single trade ends with Team Liquid cuts Piglet. <laughs> just, just so everyone knows, whatever I say, if I say Michael Jordan was traded to the Boston Celtics for Larry Bird, there's another sentence at the end of that that says, and Team Liquid cuts Piglet. Oh, so man. just so everyone knows, I'm waiting for, for the, the Wolf bomb, for Jacob Wolf to drop the bomb that they, they cut him, that he's gone, that he's no longer on the roster. Um, I not, not anything personally against him, but like I'm, I, I think everyone's kind of done with, with Piglet. So every trade ends with, and Team Liquid cuts Piglet. I'm looking forward to Piglet mid when he brings out Varus to kind of start that. You know, it's a slight transition at first and then going all into whatever this mid lane thing's going to be. I avoided Team Liquid for trades for exactly that reason. And also because who would you trade for on Team Liquid? Who's the asset well, that you're see? really trying to... See? Okay. I got some here. I got some. I, I was Hit smart. me. Let's, let's start with this. Let's fix Team Liquid, Walter. How would you, how would you fix Team Liquid? Well, well, I got a couple of uh, different potential trades here for Team Liquid, but the first one, which is my favorite one. Okay. So remember how like they had this academy team, right? And mm-hmm. then like they cut all the players. Team Liquid got rid of their head coach. They got rid of their mid laner that had been there for a while. They like cut bait with everyone. Yeah. And then like magically, some of those players and that coach all ended up in another organization, and like it has a really terrible name. It's like, it's like. GGU or something, G- GCU, it's GCU, GCU, Gold Coin United, yeah, so them, so here's the trade, uh, it's, it's Golden Glue and Piglet, Okay. it's a Gold Coin United for Phoenix and MASH, because if you're ever going to play in a utility 80 carry meta, you should probably get the guy who's the definition of a utility 80 carry and don't MASH me, so Phoenix and MASH me, I think that's an upgrade for Liquid. I, th- I actually, f- first of all, we should say, I've never heard any of Walter's trades before. He Not hasn't heard any of mine. So this is a genuine reaction. Uh, my first thought, I mean, as soon as you go to a carry meta, if anything happens in the AD carry position, uh, you start feeling really silly as Team Liquid. Like, you you kept him around for this long because you genuinely believe there is some meta in which this works out. And so this is just, it's going all in on the utility side of things. But that said, I kind of like this trade. This I feels like, like an upgrade in, in like both sense of the words, right? Yeah. Like, like Mask Go- me's upgrade. Yeah, Goldcon United needs to have, you know, A, they get a veteran in Piglet. So someone who's been there before. B, we know Piglet has looked better in the Challenger series. We saw him do it Absolutely. last year. Uh, C, you know, in the situation that, you know, if as long as they do well, his contract is not going to be a big deal. And if it they don't do well, then... His contract is going to, I guess you'd have to figure out how to buy him out and what that number would be would probably say a lot about whether you'd make the deal. Right. Uh, but I think getting Phoenix back would be something that uh, Liquid fans would really enjoy. You know, I in a world that would, would be huge. Yeah. I mean, they, and he's a player that people enjoyed watching back when he was on the team the first time around. Like that, like fans liked him for every fault that analysts found in him. He was consistent and he was well liked within the team. And, 
I liked what we saw from him in Breaking Point. The little bits we had seemed like a guy with enough awareness uh, to pull these things out. I like that trade. I, I think... I do, too. I, I do, too. That's why I'm putting it on the table. Yeah. You know, Steve, call me, dude. I know you just replaced your general manager, but, like, right there, first trade that comes out. I am the eSports trade Picasso. I'm not stealing that from Bill Simmons, I swear. Trademarked. I, I think it says a lot that the downgrade from Piglet to Mashmi is not even like the third most important part of this trade. It's not even a downgrade. <laughs> it doesn't it's not feel even like a downgrade. One. And t- trust me, it's kind of weird to say, yeah, let me replace the season three world championship 80 carry with don't mash me. It's a really weird kind of kind of taste to it, but it works. It's it's good. Trust yeah. me. Trust me. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I've got a trade that I think is gonna be good. Yeah. Uh, for very similar idea. Okay. I think that at some point, we need to fix the things that we broke. You know, Phoenix getting back to Liquid, that's that's fixing a see? problem that they made for yeah. themselves. Absolutely. And I see in Europe, there are two teams that should absolutely undo what they did this offseason. Maxlor for Memento. Why, why not? Like, we, we can tell already, like, Max, like, how bad has Knight missed having Maxlor around? A jungler that specifically tries to get the mid-game going. That has been a force, like, Knight has just not looked the same without that presence. I feel like Giants would feel better having that consistency back in, in terms of how they want to play the early to mid-game. And if you're Rockat, at least you get a jungler who knows how to smite an objective? Like, he might steal a Baron, which would be the first Baron Rocket got that didn't cost him a game this whole year. Like, already as a Rocket fan, I'm more excited about what goes forward. Like, it can't get worse. But like, how big of a downgrade could it be? It, you know, I mean, so, so the one thing is, uh, you're in the same group, which means that if Giants gets better, that your, your chances of not going to relegation are worse. Sure. Um, but you're not going like, to beat them anyway. You, you got, it was a bad loss the last time you played them. Like Fair you gotta enough. try something. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I get it. It seems like a, a weird swap, but I get it. I understand why you would do it. When, um, when you have no macro, you might as well go for someone who has a crazy high smite steal rate. Yeah, th- this, this to me just feels like trading, like trading Jay Cutler for like Philip Rivers or something. Like I, I mean, eh, they're the same person, really? Like, yeah. Well, um, along <laughs> that exact same line, I'm just gonna throw out the second trade because it's very, yeah. uh, very much in the same line. Uh, okay. Apollo for Laud. Just let's fix it. Like, Laud and ha- Laud looked so much better when Hakuo was around, and Apollo looks better when he plays with Expecial because those bot lanes have synergy in a way that these current iterations of the bot lanes just don't. Their okay. KDA and stat line are almost identical to each other right now, so if anything, it should be an upgrade for both so, teams because you get those synergies back so, again. So here's, here's a counter trade, and I don't have this written down. Okay. Why not trade Stunt for Hakuo? Hmm. I'm not sure how then good Hakuo has like is. the upside for stun. You have some upside I, there, like a rookie. You bring Hakuo, you pair Lot and Hakuo back together because that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to yeah. pair Lot and Hakuo. But why does Dignitas want to get Hakuo for like what? What's the what do they gain from that? Because you because they didn't want Apollo, they wanted Lot. Okay. They made the decision they wanted Lod over Apollo, so that's what I'm saying. Like they mu- they value Lod higher than Apollo, so why would they do a one for one trade again? If instead trade stunt, you're like your bench, su- your your backup support, but he's got some upside. He was pretty good in the challenger series. Trade him for Hakuo, who 
you know, it's probably the ninth best support in the league. You pair back up that bot lane that was really good and was really self-sufficient uh, on Envious last split, and then you just let Keen and Someday and uh, and Chaser do their thing. I'm not opposed. I'm just not sure. I'm not sure Dignitas benefits enough from that. I'm not sure that... I, I think that if you get... You know, Apollo, at least you say there, well, he and X Special have synergy together. And if he can develop synergy with stunt, cool. If he doesn't, at least our bot lane has more consistently, more consistency than it currently right. does. Whereas if you lose stunt, like now you're, now you have Apollo Apple with... Apollo Special. Yeah, I don't know what either of those bot lanes are doing. But you have Hakuo with Lod. That's the point that you, I'm trying to make. I guess... Yeah. Instead of trading Lod, which is the asset that you valued more, you trade, you know, a, a young talent as a support to to Envious to bring back that like, you know, steadying presence that already worked with the AD carry that you value over the other AD carry. So yeah. I, 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 like, I, see, I like I see where, where you're, you're going, going with it. Yeah. I like where you're going with it. I'm just portraying another potential swap that I think makes more sense to Dignitas. I guess that's fair. And I I mean at the very least, I think it makes uh, you know, Envious would love the upside that Stunt comes with because right now, that bot lane has no upside as it currently stands. Yeah. That they their supports are pretty much set in stone right now. Um, or you know, we know who Hakuo is. Um, yeah. I can see where you're going from on that. Yeah. Hit me see? with a, hit see? me with another one, Ralter. You're so, on a roll. So, so I've got I got another Team Liquid one. I got okay. another team. So this uh, obviously hinges on. Team Liquid cuts Piglet and goes and gets literally any other AD carry they want. Uh, Goldcoin United has two AD carries. They have Rakara and they have Mashmi. Like, maybe one of those two. Maybe you just sign the end. Like, who knows? Some random AD carry. Doesn't matter. And you trade Lorelo for either Someday or Flame. Now, if you trade him for Flame, you put Lorelo and Dardock back together on Immortals, which that screams like Rush Hour 2. But just like a different pairing, like I don't know, like Turner and Hooch, maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what you call their their combination. And I think that Rainover really succeeds when he has another Korean top laner that he can communicate with and that he can enable. And I think that putting him with someday or flame will enable them to carry a little bit harder than they would in their current situations. Um I just think that Rainover is a cleaner jungler than either Dardock or Chaser. And I don't think Liquid's problems are with Rainover. I think he just doesn't have anyone that he trusts to go to their lane and get them snowballing and get them ahead. And if you give him either Someday or Flame, I think that does give him that one lane that he can go like, all right, this is my Hoonie version too. Like, yeah. And both of them can play both types of champions. They can play tanks. They can play carries. So I think it gives them a little bit more flexibility and... Their, their entire goal is to avoid relegations and maybe sneak in as a sixth seed. I don't think with Lorlo they like avoid relegations necessarily or they even sneak into the playoffs. I think he's a good young talent, but like I think Liquid cares a lot about their their perception and their standing in terms of like the fan base. Mm-hmm. Like you don't come out and go like, oh yeah, we're doing all these changes and like talk to your fan base like that unless you really care about their opinion. Right. And I think that they feel like they need to make the playoffs or make a move in order to keep their fan base from sort of fracturing and going off to all these other teams. So Yeah, I you know, I'll say this. I like the Immortals version of this trade a lot more than the <laughs> Dignitas, because Dignitas has gone so far all in on someday. 
Yeah. I do not see a universe in which they're willing to part with him. That seems too cemented in stone. They've spent way too much time building around exactly him. I don't think mm-hmm. they want to rework the wheel with Lorlo. But the Immortals one is more interesting to me because Immortals has a problem, which is that right now they're using up both of their import positions mm-hmm. and Pope Elder isn't playing the way that they need him to. And right. mid lane is not a position where there's a ton of depth in the challenger scene that they can fall back to. You would almost certainly want an import there, which means they have to get rid of somebody. You know, if you were going to do something in the mid-season to make Immortals better, if there was some Korean mid laner that you felt strongly about, I make that trade in about 0.25 seconds. Without that incentive, I think that Lorlo is a skill downgrade from Flame. Yeah. I think that the added synergy you get having Dardock back with his former top laner, it doesn't fix a lot of their mid to late game team fighting issues that they have. It doesn't fix the fact that Cody's son is still a paperweight uh, yes. in the in the bot lane rather than you know someone that they can rely upon. So I, I don't think it does enough unless you have another Korean ready to go. This is a trade I could see happening between the spring and summer split. That would make a ton of sense. Liquid wouldn't want to make it right now. I just don't see why Immortals, who right now is on the verge of making the playoffs, would take a downgrade in the short term. You know, I think that playoff run matters to them, especially with Flame being a very marketable dude. Mm-hmm. But I do I do think there's a, there's a way that trade works, for sure. I, I think Flame is marketable, but I think there's way more marketability in Dardock and Lorlo, hmm. like, together. I think there's more marketability because we'll talk about this on, on another mini-sode that we're <laughs> planning because there's a lot of marketing discussions. But I just think that like Immortals are marketing to the U.S. They're marketing to North America. They're not marketing to Korea. And while there's a large kind of Korean population in California on the West Coast that will you know attach themselves to flame, I think that it's just a lot easier to get uh, Dardock and Lurlo's personalities across to the normal LCS viewer than it is for Flame. You don't need a translator. You don't need to use subtitles. You literally can just have the two of them go off to the mall and use Snapchat or Instagram, which is something that Immortals has shown. They really like these small, like, vignette-type videos. So I think marketability-wise, I get your point that Flame is, like, this legacy thing and he has this huge name behind him, and that's probably great for, like, an international audience, but... I don't think it helps them with like the local audience, you know, the North American type audience. So yeah. I can, I can definitely see where you're coming from. I think there's a, a way in which that trade works. Um, <laughs> you know, maybe with enough money involved for immortals, but not that they really need it given the venture capitalist yeah. money they have on hand. So I would be, you know, if that trade happened, I think that it would be very understandable for both sides. I would say that liquid would win the trade. Yeah. But I think that, there is a potential long-term, especially if they do have that, that other import in mind that they could use that spot for. Uh, so, you know, a European player, maybe, if you're looking for someone that's going to be attractive to the West. Possibly. Um, possibly. God knows they need a new support, too. I've, uh, I got another top lane trade for you. Please, hit me. I got another, I got another top lane trade. So this actually is a, is a NALCS-NACS trade. Okay. This is, this is another one of these where it's like, all right, we're going to go down into the minor leagues and pull someone out. Uh, it's CLG. Okay. I'll give you one guess of who I'm trading. I am assuming you're trading... It's Darshan. Okay. 
I'm, I'm going to trade Darshan to E United for Licorice, the hmm. emerging star top laner that has just been dazzling people in the challenger scene. I think CLG needs a, a, a breath of fresh air. Mm-hmm. I think they need something new. And I think that they could kind of create some of the magic, some of that Stixay Aphromoo magic, with a new kind of fresh top laner and Xsmithy. Mm. I think Xsmithy kind of has that same type of personality that Aphromoo does, where he can be a teacher. He can really guide the kid around and like be like, all right, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to move around the map, like that type of thing. Mm-hmm. And I kind of look down, and I think the best young top lane talent is Licorice. So... Mm. I, I, I think it's a kind of like clever little way to bring some f- fresh blood into uh, into CLG while not entirely downgrading the E United roster. Well, that's that's what I was going to say. CLG, I think, would do that trade in about 0.25 seconds, or at least I believe that they should. I think the upside on Licorice is quite nice. Um, I, I've been impressed by what I've seen of them. I'm not sure that E United... I think they'd have to get more from that trade. Clerky probably hates me right now that I'd even suggest this because he loves Licorice. Yeah, because Licorice has been doing well enough and he's this young guy. Like, if you're trying to build a name for yourself in the challenger scene, mm-hmm. like, that is a guy that will draw fans in. That is a that is a huge draw as far as, um, you know, not only giving your team, you know, a star player to build around, but also uh, an up and coming name that you could market. And it's this next big top lane thing. We haven't had a guy in North America uh, that's really done that. That hasn't been an import since I guess Lorlo first hit the scene, right? Was yeah. he the last NA mid lane uh, top laner that we got? I would say maybe, about? I'd say maybe Zig. Maybe. But, we, but we going into the season, we did not think very highly of Zig. Zig that, that's true. Zig proved us wrong. Like licorice people have an opinion about it and a strong yeah. opinion. I feel like CLG would have to throw in more. I don't know if they have any pieces on that CLG challenger team. On the, on the black team? Of, yeah, like, maybe I, they might have to pieces trade of that. Like, Tuesday. They might have to trade the mid-later Tuesday alongside just to have a backup for Fox on United. That would um, make sense to me. Then I'd start liking that trade more. I think they. Yeah. I think that kind of asset, because at least then United says, well, this is another guy that we can grow and build something around. And Tuesday did have uh, fans in uh, when he did the scouting grounds. Mm-hmm. I have another trade uh, that involves a challenger team. And I know that there are going to be some people that really think I'm absolutely bonkers for even suggesting it. So feel free to tell me that I'm dumb and just write me off entirely. Trust me, it's not not as bad as Rainover for caps. Oh my god. (laughs) That's true. The bar has been set. I, uh... Soaz and Amazing from Fnatic. Okay. For White Knight from PSG. White Knight has played a whole two games. He has not played in any competitive match from season three to now. I understand that he was the number one player in solo queue in Europe for a while, and he was dominant, and he was going to be the next great thing. But are we absolutely positive that, you know, PSG is... Are you willing to potentially hurt yourself in the, in the, in the short run, at the very least, on the hope that he is... As good as advertised, or with a French high. team, you sell high, you get Soaz, who is the most famous French player in all of League of Legends, as far as I as, as far as I'm concerned. Yellowstar Yellow would Star. be Yellow he and Yellowstar, but they're both guys that have been around since season one, season two. Like he is a huge name and a huge draw. The French crowd would love him, and you'd be bringing amazing, which fixes the fact that your jungling situation right now 
isn't particularly great. Kirei has been underwhelming so far in that role, and Amazing maybe needs a change of scenery. It seems like, you know, going to Challenger where he'd have less pressure on him, you know, mm -hmm. doesn't have that fanatic tie that is a problem. He'd get to, you know, he'd be competing against Kirei, so if he doesn't work out, they still have a jungler there. And yeah. Soaz is just this big name, and a veteran name too, because PSG could make a run in these playoffs and qualify for a promotion still. They mm. went from, you know, last week, they fought their way back into it. Who says no? I, uh... I, I think that's... I think it would show that Fnatic is incredibly short-sighted if they go off of a two-game sample size. I think that would I kind of put to rest the whole like oh fanatic of the San Antonio Spurs uh, of organizations. I like it though. Yeah, like I actually like that's actually a really solid trade. Like fanatic, you're kind of you're, you're not gonna you're not gonna win European LCS this month. It's not gonna yeah. happen. You're not good enough. So why not bring another like rookie top laner in to pair along with Broxa? Get all three of your you know top half in the map guys all kind of flowing give them half a split to really get to know each other and get to know each other's play styles you still have reckless who i think is is still a solid 80 carry and he can be a veteran leadership role on there um don't I forget like white knight now in the fanatic system like how many guys is fanatic cultivated over time right like maybe yeah they don't have the same coaching staff that they, they did when they had daylor but it's not like they're bad and if any split you are going to take a step back in the short term to prepare for the long term isn't it now where the bottom four teams are so bad? Yeah. Like, Fnatic would have to have a catastrophic downfall in order to not make the playoffs. Yeah, like and you as can risk a, this. Yeah, they're not going to win this time. I, I, I like this trade. I know there are people who are going to say like White Knight is absolutely untradeable, untouchable. He's too good. The ceiling's too high. And, I, and that's very possible. But I think you'd be getting a lot of value if you're PSG right now rather than hoping that you're good enough to make this guy it's, as strong as it is. And you, and you do bring you get more French people into Paris Saint-Germain is not irrelevant for their brand. The, the argument for that is if you bring in, if you bring in Soaz and Amazing, Soaz and Amazing on Origin last split, granted Power of Evil helped carry them, but kept Orient out of relegation. Like, yes. fought them through relegation. So they're good enough to go through the relegation tournament, which yeah. means they're probably good enough to go through the Challenger playoffs. I, I like the trade. Uh, I got a different trade though in Europe. Please, I'm I'm not as low on Kyrie. I think that I think he just is in the wrong situation. Okay. At Paris Saint Germain, I just don't think he meshes really well with their talent. So I have him being traded to Splice for Trashy, Ooh. and kind of a like both guys need a change of scenery. Uh, they're both kind of stagnating where they are. So let's let's just change the scenery, both of them, and see what happens. Kyrie would give Splice a little bit more punch in the early game, which I think is something that Wonder desperately needs. I think he actually needs a jungler that's like willing to gank, willing to put some pressure out on the map early on. Um, and Paris Saint Germain seems like they're they need a little bit more safety, and I think that's what Trashy would provide. He's a little bit more veteran shot calling presence. He's a little safer jungler because um, they like to really kind of like sit back and just farm. They don't really want to like invade. They don't really want to like go off on these crazy kind of gigs. So it seems like two guys that are just in the wrong situation. That if they flop, uh, switch, you know, switch, they could be in you know much better situations. First of all, I don't think that anyone should be surprised that a challenger team with blank and pilot on it plays slow to farm. I think that was one of those like the the it should have surprised no one. Yet it was somehow a surprise for all of us. Mm -hmm. um, 
I like that idea a lot. That is that is one of those perfect kind of change of scenery moves where I'm not sure that any of the guys, you know, I don't think anyone loses that trade. Like, I, I feel like both guys have talent, have upside. We've seen both of them do well at a high level of play. They're just not quite fitting what their team needs right now. Yeah. I love that trade. That might be my favorite trade. Uh, that might be my favorite trade from you so far. I think that's a trade that makes a ton of sense for both sides. And I have and and it's a shame that it's not going to happen because no one ever trades these things. Esports I, trade machine Picasso right here. Th there it is. There I love it, is. it. Hit me with another one cuz you're on a roll and also my okay. next one is two combined. So Okay. Um so so this this one isn't very good. This one's pretty mediocre. Okay. Um I've got I've got vitality. They got a couple players on their team they don't need. Okay. They're just they're just taking up cap space. Yes. So let's just jettison both of them to a team that is actually a garbage shoot. We're gonna we're gonna send GBM and Hachani to Orient for cash. Just straight up cash. Just okay. Straight up. Just take them. And it's because I think GBM is a massive upgrade over Nahoon and could actually like help them win a game, maybe. Sure. And uh and like Hachani is just like the tax. Like, yeah, you want GBM? Well, you gotta take Hachani. And I think Peke is like, all right, whatever. Like, I'm trying so. to figure out how Origin is gonna have enough funding to pay for both contracts and the amount of money that Vitality would need as compensation. Like, Vitality is the... Uh, Did I also just force X Peke into a corner into selling his organization to uh, a soccer team? No way! <laughs> no way! I mean... God, I, I, I would have loved that move in the preseason when they still could have affected things. It, uh, it, I, I like the concept of it. Certainly, Vitality would love nothing more. Honestly, if I'm Vitality, I might give them away without the cash compensation. You have to just buy them <laughs> off of us. Just buy them off of us. So you pay their, you, you pay us the buyout fee. You're paying the salary of whatever contract we sign them to, and we're not. Like, clearing that cap space alone is probably more valuable than keeping them on the team and not That's kind of what them. I'm getting at, is just, like, buying them out of their, like, paying the buyout clause, essentially, instead of giving them a player. That's kind of what I'm getting at. The only potential hurdle is I have no idea how much Hachani is actually helping on the coaching side of things now that he's there. Oh, I'm getting rid of Hiva and I'm benching Wisdom. That's <laughs> you're going to have to sign some other jungler. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not talking. I mean, I'm talking about for Vitality. Like yeah. they would lose a coach, a member of their coaching staff, and it's not like Irene's doing a great job already. He needs every bit of help he can get right now. Send Irene too. Send all three Koreans <laughs> to, to Orient, and we'll just have Sean's go back coaching. Honestly, uh, I think uh, Kavishard would love that. Uh, Kavishard probably. Point Point zero two five. I got. Seconds. I got one more. Then I got one, one more. more for Vitality. Please, because because if that doesn't work, they still have like a long jam of players with uh with like attitudes and mm -hmm. egos. So I'm gonna get rid of probably the biggest ego on the team. So I'm gonna send Nuke Duck to either Splice for Senkux or Rocket for Betsy, because I think they need a like a low econ kind of young mid laner that's just not gonna say anything. That's like, Cabochard's going to be like, yeah, hey, get my slippers. And then he's going to be like, all right, no problem. Let me grab those for you. Like a whipping boy. So I think that would free up some of the egos. I don't think this will ever happen. But like, that would make sense for Vitality. Try and get rid of one of their like three carries. <laughs> yeah, no. Nuke Duck, I mean, 
They they definitely need to get rid of somebody. Mm-hmm. Nuke Duck, it's hard with how poorly he's played this year. I think we made the the joke back in the Senkux Cat uh, uh, Mordekaiser game about how it felt like the ghost of Katarina did more damage than Nuke Duck's actual Katarina in that game. And that alone might be enough to tell Splice, like, we're not interested. This seems yeah. like a terrible plan. But for Rocket, I mean, how much harm can it do? Like, how, at what point, are, like, what are you looking at a Rocket <laughs> saying, no, we need to salvage this. This needs to be hug on to at every turn. <laughs> I, I think everyone on that Rocket roster should be uh, up for grabs. I there think you go, Fly. There you go. I, look, I have a Rocket trade. Oh, okay. okay. It's, it involves vitality as well. This is my mega trade. I was gonna save it till the end, but you just brought mega trade. Vitality. Oh boy, here we go. Okay. It's, I mean, it's it's a it's the only pl- trade I had that was multiple players on both sides. Oh, I got you. Okay. So, Walter, who says no? Vitality sends Cabochard and Hachani for Faxi, Wadded, and a whole bunch of cash. Who says no? Like, Vitality's not making it to the playoffs anyway, so at least Faxi is a young talent that you could theoretically develop, and he doesn't have the same hard carry tendencies that Kabashar did, so you can mold him to whatever role you need him to fit. I- <laughs> like, Wadid can't be worse at a support than AOD was last week. Like, they're basically so, so pretty here, similar. Here's, here's my counter. Is Rocket sending them a bag that says cash on it, and it's just full of, like, rolled up paper? <laughs> Is that what's happening? Because I don't think Rocket has cash. I mean, Did they have any cash? Cash to be named later. Like, you know, it's, yay, yay. it's the equivalent of, like, hey, if we get, like, you know, it's like the, uh, like, protected draft picks. Yeah, yeah, It's protected, yeah. like, we protect ourselves from having to give you all of the money if, until... If Cabochard resigns with us, then we'll give you X amount of dollars. If not, we give you nothing. Yeah, or, or at least a, a limited amount. Like, you put some caps on it. There's a way to make it... I mean, obviously, like, Cabochard is the most... The best player on this in this trade, straight up. He's the most talented guy right now. But he has had a down split compared to where he's been. He is a hard carry in a team that has too many hard carries. You have to try to get value off of him at some point, right? Like, at like at this point, what is he doing that is irreplaceable on Vitality? Absolutely nothing. No, exactly. I, I, I like. I think it's a really smart trade. I actually like it. And yeah. adding Capuchard might be just enough for Rocket to squeeze by Giants. And, and for it the record, just enough. I, I, and this is the part that breaks my heart, but I, I have to say it. Faxi deserves better. Like, he needs yeah. to go somewhere where he can actually develop. Trust me, I was looking for, like, okay, how can I get Faxi off of Rockat's lineup? And I just couldn't find a trade. Yeah. I was like, what what team Like, what team can I trade him to? Like, I can't trade him to Orient. It's, like, the same player. Like, yeah. I wanted to get Satorius off of Orient, too. And, and Rockat <laughs> would have a name guy, right? Like, Cabochard is a name that matters. Doesn't necessarily mean it's going to result in wins. It could. I'd like to see at least one or two. But I do think that Rocket needs to do, you know, in a world in which trades happened, I think doing something like this would at least give fans a reason to hope that things are going to improve. It would give a veteran presence on a team that desperately needs a leader right now, and Betsy just hasn't been that guy. Yeah. And Hjarnan... I, I mean, I've made my points on him pretty clear mm-hmm. over the last few weeks. So I, uh, I'm i throwing that out there. Uh, Fly hit me up. I can do this all day. I had about 20 different ones before I settled on that one. And I did restrict myself because it would have gotten way out of hand way too quick. 
So, so you, we did, we did Rock Cat. That's only fair. It's only fair that we also do TSM. Of course. It's only fair that we do TSM. Um, my first trade, trading Reggie for Ocelot. Straight up ownership. Straight up. <laughs> Absolutely. No. Uh, not really. I've got, I've got two Wild Turtle trades. Okay. I've got two of them. Uh, the first one is Wild Turtle for Lodge. Straight up. Ooh. Straight up. That is a great who says no game. It's that a really is, great who says no game, right? It feels like a game of chicken. It's like who, uh, like, are you sure that Wild Tur- like Lot is better than Wild that, Turtle, that is, or vice that versa? Is, that is Reggie and and Slan or Odie have their hands inches <laughs> apart from each other, like in the handshake, about to clasp, and they're waiting for the other person to blink because they're like, I can't believe you're gonna say yes to this. Yeah, I, like it's one of those ways. If you're so willing to do this, what does that mean? What do you know that I don't? But both sides are thinking it at the exact same time. I mean, Wild Turtle is a guy who has somehow managed to have a thousand kills over his career in this longevity, and yet got outplayed by Keith in the game in which that happened. Like well, you're repairing him with a special. Yeah! There it, you go! Like It makes sense! It, there you go! It, it makes a weird amount of sense. And Lod is just like, <laughs> a TSM needs something. Like, yeah. Lod is, Lod, I think, can be better than Wild Turtle. He doesn't go to the front line on team fights. He yeah. minimizes the potential damage, because right now, TSM is in much greater danger of hurting themselves than they are at being outplayed by the current crop of... Listen, the Wild teams. Turtle flank against Cloud9 was what won them that game. <laughs> Let's be honest. I mean, that's, I mean, that's the risk, right? Is that Wild Turtle, at the very least, is a more consistent playmaker he may it, i kind of compare him to uh big play ray buchanan that was a falcon <laughs> player back in 1998 we called him big play ray oh. because whenever you heard his name it was a big play whether it was for your team or the enemy team it was a big play and i feel like wild turtle is exactly the same way you watch him and you know that something important's gonna happen you just don't know if it's gonna be yeah. good or soul crushing like yeah. it's just not clear and i All think right. that uh yeah I, I like that what's the other one though the other wild turtle trade. I have one last trade after this too. Okay. After this one, but these are my two TSM trades. Okay. Wild turtle and the rights to double lift to CLG for Sticks A. You want to break the internet? You just want to watch our CLG burn to the ground? Is that your plan? Our TSM too? You just be this, destroying this. This, the this th- is the CLG move. This is CLG going. I don't think we're going to make it to the world championship this year. If let's th- bring the boy back. Let's bring him back home. Let's use these two guys that are our giant personalities in League of Legends. Let's use them to build up our streamer base. We'll spend the entire MSI off, se- like off season with Afro Moon and Double Lift just streaming all day, bringing all that revenue. We'll do this entire thing. We'll do the whole I'm coming home redemption arc. And then if you sneak into the playoffs with him, great. If not, He's under you for next year, or he just retires as a member of CLG, and he is a streamer for you. He's pulling in like twenty thousand viewers every time he streams. Right. That would be massive for your brand. Well, because because I think CLG is blowing up this roster after summer, anyways. I think if they don't go anywhere. It's going to blow up. Yeah. So, I mean, here's my problem with that, which is. If you're TSM, would you ever do double lift for 6A straight up if double lift was playing and we knew he was going to play? Double lift for 6A? Yeah. Yes. What? Yes. What? Yes. I think you have forgotten how good double lift was last split. 
I think you have put a, a block in your memory. How, no, no, no. How much longer is Doublelift going to play, though? He just spent the last six months streaming, enjoying himself, not having to practice very hard. As much as he said sometimes, like, yeah, I, this kind of sucks. I wish I was more competitive and I could play a league. How much longer do we have left? In all seriousness. You bring in Stixay now. You get you know top two, win this split, whatever. If you take top two, you're almost guaranteed of just being on circuit points alone, being high enough that as long as you're top four in the summer, you're going to Worlds. Even if CLG wins the summer split because they got double lift and they go on some crazy tear, as long as you place like top three in both splits on circuit points, you're probably going to Worlds. And if not, you're better than everyone else to win through you know that third spot or that fourth spot. So I think this is just a long-term upgrade because you're really worried about how long is Doublelift going to be playing League of Legends and enjoying it. I, one thing, and I, I, I think TSM would look at this and say, Doublelift is our best chance to win Worlds right now. I think that TSM looks at what happened last year and says, we got put in the hardest group possible. Uh-huh. We never got to play a best of series. We just had to do these best of ones, which are always rough. And give us weird sample sizes or whatever else. This is how Albus Knox Luna gets through. Yep. I think that TSM genuinely believes that if you play that tournament a hundred times, TSM makes it to the semifinals, half of them. Mm-hmm. Or a third of them. Whatever Probably. number you want to throw out there. Yeah. And if you believe that, then you have to run double lift back. Because you have to say, last year, things bounced against us every step of the way. And unless you believe something has fundamentally changed that would mix up those variables, I think that's just a huge risk to to take that away, that potential to get back to that spot, which is the best TSM has ever, you know, at least been projected to look. Now, the argument, of course, is that maybe TSM was never as good as, as TSM thought they right. were going to be, and I think that's an interesting argument and one that people are going to have to go back and forth on for a while. Certainly, Doublelift has had problems in international competitions before, I just, it's its such a big risk for TSM to say, because what you're essentially saying there is season eight Stix A will be better than season seven double lift. That is what you are banking on. And you're I'm also banking, banking that- on, I don't think season seven Stix A is that much worse than season seven double lift. Yeah. Which I think they're very close. I, I, I understand where you're coming from. I think that, I, I think it's a very interesting who says no. I think that you could probably just get Stix A for Double Lift straight up if Double Lift was guaranteed to play. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess you would throw in the rights to Wild Turtle just Either because. Or, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, you'd have to you'd have to give Wild Turtle up right now because they don't have another eighty carry, right? Which is the problem, and th- and the problem with that is that that's then too much to pay because I think Double Lift for Stix A straight up would be a fair trade in a world in which Double Lift is playing. Because of all the factors you just said. I don't think you would have to throw Wild Turtle in if you knew for a fact that Double Lift was playing. And if TSM knows that Double Lift is playing, I don't think they see a need to give up two AD carries for one and two personalities that, by the way, TSM would love to have streaming for them. Like, it's not like TSM is going, man, we don't know how to use Wild Tra- Turtle as a personality trading, for the Trading brand. those two for A though, is the ultimate, we're in win-now mode, we are going for a title. Like today, if they were doing it, it's, we're going for to go to MSI, we're going to win at MSI, and we're going to set us up for the summer where we're, you know, a top three team in the world. Yeah. I don't think that narrative happens with Wild Turtle as their AD carry, because Doublelift isn't coming back. 
Double list not going to magically show up in week eight and be their starting 80 carry and go out and run in playoffs. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. I mean, so. I, I, I just, I'm imagining a world in which this happens and we're at week four of the summer split and CLG's A no because Double Lift is playing like the MVP year that he had. Uh, and you're just hating life, the universe, and everything. And why did we give him up? He's so good. I, I just, I don't know. It's, uh, it's and interesting. It's what happens when you do fake trades. I've got, uh, I've got two. Yeah, what else two you got last for trades. I'm combining okay. these last ones. Okay. Um, this is the Meteos section. You saw Meteos last week. Looked good. That is okay. a solid jungler right there. Okay. Cloud9 has no place for him right now. There is nothing that he can do. He's on three one. He's now uh, he's been loaned. As far oh, as he's only loaned. It's okay. a loan. So that's the first trade, by the way. Inori for Medios, make it official, because we don't know Inori's going to be able to come back. I, I, you know, not to get too far into the politics, but Inori is on the list of the seven countries that potentially are going to have problems moving why, forward. Why does Cloud Nine want Inori though? Because Inori, I think, is a young jungler with huge upside, just like contracts. They can compete against each other. I think they could both learn from each other. I okay. think that, you know, Inori is at the very least a an asset with more upside than Medios, who's a more established veteran. And they don't really need another veteran voice. They have tons of veteran leadership in Cloud9. What they don't necessarily have are a bunch of young, moldable guys. And so it would kind of give an insurance policy if the meta ever shifted away from contracts or particularly towards Inori or if they ever needed to make another move at some point or they didn't want to re-sign somebody to certain rate. It just gives a lot of... Uh, flexibility for Cloud9, and more flexibility than they currently get from Meteos, which is doing absolutely nothing for them outside of this one loan. So that would that would be the theory behind that. The other one, and this is the one I like more, Meteos for Stunt. Who says no? Like, don't we need someone to compete against Smoothie as the support? Don't we want someone with upside like that in that position? And wouldn't Dignitas feel better having a guy like Inori... Uh, that can maybe get someday ahead more actively rather than the incredibly passive play we're seeing from Chaser right now. Wait, wait, wait. So you're trading Meteos to, to Phoenix One, so no, now Cloud9 no. has Inori. These are two different trades. Oh, two different trades. So the trades. first trade is Inori for Meteos straight up. Okay. The second option is Meteos for Stunt straight up. Oh, okay. So Cloud9. Okay, I got you. So Dignitas I, has Meteos. I think, yeah, Dignitas would get okay. Meteos in that round. I think both Dignitas and... Uh, and uh, Phoenix One would benefit from having Medios on the roster right now. You know, for Phoenix One, it could be a piece that, you know, kind of helps them ensure a run because it would be a, a veteran voice that would be nice to have. He'd be on a team with a lot of people that know how to play the map and understand the ins and outs of the macro mm -hmm. play that would be needed instead of Inori, who clearly has some growing pain still left. And if he's on Cloud9, he has all the time in the world to grow. He's not even going to be the starter right away. And on the other hand, if you're looking at the Dignitas version, if you're not going to use Stunt anyway, and despite how you know good Stunt looked in, his, in the games in which he has played, they've been using X-Special more often, Right. then why would you not try to get a guy like Medios who can give a, a new look to the jungle when Chaser hasn't necessarily been impressing right now? At the very least, you know, that different kind of approach to the game might be something that Dignitas needs to consider if they're going to make right. a playoff run. And meanwhile, Cloud9, if you were going to pick any position on their roster in which getting a young guy with upside would be valuable, it would be support. Okay. Because that's the position in which they have the most question marks right now. 
because as, as I think Smoothie is good, but is he support of the future guy that you can build a bot lane around even when Sneaky leaves, we're going to be feeling great about him? Is he that guy? I'm not sure. But Probably Stunt not. has more of a chance, in my opinion. To, he has more upside potential. He has more untapped potential than we've seen maybe from Smoothie. Though, I understand already there are Cloud9 fans in the comment section saying, you're crazy, Smoothie's talented, he's still young, he's got so much to learn, and that may be true. He had a big leap from yeah, spring let me just to remind summer. You, let me just remind you, like, a month and a half ago, you were the same person saying all those things when I was saying I didn't think Smoothie was good enough. So I'm just saying, I think Stunt is also, I mean, it's just a second option, right? It's flexibility for Cloud9. I don't think Meteos is ever going to play again for Cloud9, but I think Stunt oh, or Inori could. That's my that's the that's the crux of my argument for both of those traits. Uh, I think Phoenix One says no, and I think Dignitas says yes. Interesting. I don't think Phoenix One would do that trade at all. I think Phoenix One is very nervous about whether Inori comes back. I th I have heard rumblings. Don't even know why he's gone. Well, he went up to deal with family issues up in Canada, oh, so he's okay. not in the country right now, and mm -hmm. he you know is is currently dealing with family issues that we don't know how long they're going to be or what effect that's going to have on him mentally. And I, but for the record, I wish Honore nothing but the best. I love watching him play. I want him to be in a good situation. I want him to uh, to continue to grow in the way that we've seen him start to grow this split. I just think there are enough question marks right now for Phoenix One that if you want to get to the playoffs right now, and I think Phoenix One definitely does, I, I think there's some stability there. But for the record, I, I understand saying no for Phoenix One, and I'm glad the uh, the stunt trade uh, works out. That's why I threw two of them. I didn't know yeah. which one I liked more. So the stunt one, I, I think, think it's just both. It's just it's a swap of assets, and I think that Medios makes more sense on Dignitas. Yeah, fair um, enough. Give me your last trade. I'm my excited last for this. trade. My last trade. This is a big one. Okay. This is, this is my wing dang doodle big big boy trade. Okay. CLG trades Aphromoo and Darshaw. Okay. It, this is the beginning of this re of this just like blow it up rebuild move, okay? Okay. Aphromoo and Darshan to fly quest for balls and lemon. That's an interesting one. That brings in balls and lemon to be veteran presences for their CLG black team and start training those guys up. Basically conceding spring, probably conceding summer and having those CLG black players as subs on the main roster and bouncing back and forth and doing it as a true 10 man roster, which in all honesty, if someone could actually figure out what a 10 man roster actually means, then <laughs> Maybe they could work, and I think Zix would be the guy that actually could figure out how to make it work in yeah. trading and substituting everyone in. And FlyQuest goes all in on this split. They go all in on, this year we're going to establish ourselves as one of the best organizations in North America. Who cares that we have a shitty name? Mm -hmm. Who cares that everyone's joking about us being sealed? The C9 white. We're going we're gonna to trade away enough pieces that no one's going to refer to us as, oh, it's the former C9B team. We're our own team. We're our own organization, and I think Fly can re. I think that High can rejuvenate these two veteran players' careers and turn them into all stars. I mean, first of all, I love it from a branding perspective because I have the same qualms about FlyQuest as you do. I, I have, you know, funnily enough, I, I made a comment about this on Twitter when uh, I believe Kobe made a joke about it uh, on broadcast, and he responded to me and said, like, well, 
actually, FlyQuest is pretty happy to have the association. They do events together all the time. To which I said, that sounds like a terrible idea. Like, I mean, shout out to FlyQuest, I guess, if that's what you want to do. I feel better about the writers making jokes about it now, since apparently FlyQuest are, are going all in on this idea. But I believe that as FlyQuest wants to expand, especially if they start looking into other games and other ways to get involved in esports, I do think they need to move away from Cloud9, you know, Cloud9's shadow. And I think that that trade would be a good way to do it. It kind of instead just puts you in CLG's shadow. So now you're kind of in two shadows at once, but at least it's a, a unique blend. I think what? the two problems you're going to have... Uh, number one, Lamination and High love working together. And I think that it's going to be... I'm not positive that High is going to want that trade to happen. And I think you have to keep High happy because he is the shot caller and he is this big piece of how these things work out. Yep. And the other problem, and I'm not sure that this is a problem, this would be something that only CLG really would know, is do we believe that Lamination is truly better equipped to teach these guys than Aphromoo. Because if you think that Aphromoo is a good teacher, if he can be that guy, then I think he's a better individual player than Lemonation. And I, you know, I, I think the gap, the gap in what he can do as far as, you know, Lemonation coaching up these new guys has to be greater than the talent gap between Aphromoo and Lemonation. And I just don't know, you know, Maybe Aphromoo is, is someone who wants to take on that kind of role. Maybe mm. he's already doing this and they don't need Lemon Nation to fill that spot. But if he doesn't, then I like this trade. So, so here's, here's my counter. Uh, counter to your first point, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care whether you like it or not, I. Because let me put it this way. Uh, Darshan, at the peak of his career, was a better player than Balls at the peak of his career. Darshan yes. has shown that he can play literally any champion in the top lane, literally any meta, and he always has that off chance of, if you really need it, desperately, you throw him on a Jax, you tell him to go split-push the enemy team into submission, and it works. Yes. He's done it with Nasus before, he's done it with Fiora. There's always that ace up Darshan's sleeve. Talking about the bot lane, I'm bringing Aphromoot to pair him with Alltech. Because of the work that he did with Stixay. Mm -hmm. I think that Alltech and Lemon Nation is just a mediocre bot lane. It's not like they're trying to do anything super cheesy like when Sneaky and Lemon Nation came into the league. And Lemon Nation was picking, you know, Zyra and Ash to make up for Sneaky's deficiencies. They they were, you know, he's not highlighting what Alltech is good at. They're just sort of letting their two side lanes kind of wither away while it's high and moon making all these plays in the mid lane. By adding Aphromoo, by adding Darshan, you're now adding solid bookends that are veteran presences that have been around high before. They're friendly with him. They've, you know, participated in events. They know who he is, and they know the type of shot caller he is and the type of person he is. You're basically just giving him two better versions of the players he already has. Mm -hmm. And I don't think FlyQuest is good enough. I don't think High and Moon are good enough to carry the other three players they currently have around them past the Cloud9 of the world past the TSMs. What happens when Immortals or Dignitas do finally figure things out and can make a surge? What happens if Echo Fox figures something out? I think High and Moon are playing way above their station right now. Mm. I think they're playing astronomically above their station. High probably more so than Moon. And the second High falls back to Earth, who takes up the slack? 
I don't think Alltech and Lemonation is good enough to pick up that slack because I don't think they're playing together in an appropriate way. And I don't think Balls is good enough to take up that slack. I think Balls is a good supplementary player. But if you add Aphromoo, someone who's shown that he can play to the strengths of his AD carry, that can make up for some of the deficiencies of his AD carry, who is an excellent roamer and is another piece that High can now dictate around the map as he roams, as his jungler roams, and now as his support roams. And you have Darshan who can play a myriad of styles, and it seems like anytime he changes teams, he gets kind of a little burst of, a, of energy and he like, gets better and you know, shows up for probably six months where all of a sudden he's a really good player. And we're like, man, why did, why did Dignitas ever get rid of him? Why did he go to CLG? Like, that happens. So yeah. I think both of them need change of scenery. And I honestly think for CLG, bringing in balls and lemonation is just a stopgap. It's just, let's just bring in a couple guys. We need to fill some bodies. We need some veterans in the, in the office. And I think Zix and Lemonation can work wonders together. I think Lemon can learn a lot about what, it's, you know, what it takes to actually be a solid coach. I think they can use that. I think he has a lot of knowledge that he can impart onto the youngsters on CLG Black. Mm-hmm. Um, I, just, I think that CLG and FlyQuest are two organizations that are going in different directions. And both of them just need to accept that and, and move on with the, the process, essentially. I could definitely see it. I mean, the one thing we do have to keep in mind, right? Like, Lemonation has been a coach before. He was formerly the coach of Cloud9. Mm-hmm. So he does have experience with that. And we don't know what role he ha- currently has on Moon's development. And the one thing, if you're FlyQuest, you cannot mess with anything that has gotten Moon to where he is. Because the gap between Moon now and the Moon that we watched back when he was on NRG is such a massive gap. And that's something FlyQuest cannot afford to lose. If you sure. believe you can ha- hold on to it and make this trade, then I like the trade. I, I think sure. that there's definitely a lot of interesting moving pieces around. And I do like the idea of CLG re-examining this roster. Because at some point, the fact that they don't really try for the first four weeks has to come back to haunt them. And I know, mm-hmm. like right now, we just saw week five and everyone's like, oh, CLG looked great this week. And that's true. They did look a lot better in week five. But that's one week sample size. And the four weeks before that tell us, let's not, you know, how confident do you really want to be here, guys? Yeah. I, uh, I, I definitely, I like this, uh, I like this idea. I like all of the ideas we brought up here. I think they're all at least interesting. I didn't hear anything that made me want to, uh, want to take a hammer to any part of my body. So that was nice. I think hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Uh, it's not really a mini-sode at this point, so scratch that whole thing. But if you want bonus episodes like this, please do let us know in the comments section. Give us a like so we know that this is the kind of content you want to see more of. Uh, of course, you should also be following us on social media. I am at King. Walter, where can the nice people at home find you? You guys can tell me what a genius I am at C80s underscore LOL. Perfect. Uh next time on the rough drafts podcast something else i think i don't know when this is going to come out there's a bonus episode coming obviously guess the lines every tuesday and uh uh, every wednesday and thursday i should say so uh, stick up with that and until next time bye internet Hey there, C80s here. Thanks for checking out the podcast. And if you enjoyed today's episode, consider supporting us at www.patreon.com backslash roughdraftspod. For just a dollar a month, you can join your fellow listeners in our patron-only Discord channel and help keep the content coming 
or join our VIP club where a dollar a show or eight bucks a month gets you first priority on all patron content like our patron-only Q&As. And check us out on all of our social media, Twitter, at RoughDraftsPod, Facebook.com, backslash RoughDraftsPod, SoundCloud.com, backslash EsportsRoughDrafts, as well as on iTunes and YouTube by just searching for the Rough Drafts Podcast. Thanks for listening, and goodbye, Internet.